Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And my guest today is Jesse Calhoun. And Jesse is running for Common Council President in the city of Albany. Jesse, you threw your hat in again, right? Yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> right. Um, what made you decide to... I mean, you, you've worked tirelessly. You've worked on, you know, you ran for mayor, you ran for uh, assembly, and now you're running for common council president. You know, what is it that keeps you going like the, energe- uh, the energetic bunny? Energized bunny. <laughs> uh, you know, I just have a strong motivation to see some different perspectives brought in there. I feel like the, in general, the politicians here in Albany are just pretty out of touch. I mean, your, your show is really great. You're out at everything. I see you everywhere, but I don't see them, you know, out on the street talking to folks and uh, really figuring out, figuring out what the problems are and actually having like principled solutions to them instead of just looking to point the finger or blame someone that I, I feel like they just don't, really aren't getting to the root causes of things and trying to make things better for folks in the city. Now, uh, you talked about me being out there and doing stuff. Who exactly are you talking about? Are you talking about the press? Are you talking about politicians? Oh, what politicians, specific- yeah, you get uh, yeah, politicians. I mean, the press. The press could be a little better. You're great, of course, but like, you know, you know, you don't really see much of uh, different perspectives uh, in any kind of. Uh, most of the Albany press is not great. <laughs> there's some. There's some beacons of hope out there. But you know. But yeah, mo- like mostly it. that's what keeps me motivated is is just wanting to see you know, more um, more principled leadership. But, you know, this this has been a one-party uh, town for years, so, you know, you see the same people over and over and over again. And like you, you're young, you're out there, but you're not running as a Democrat. I mean, everything just seems so... It's the same over and over again, and the people yeah. really aren't. The people aren't offered a choice of, you know, this guy or that guy. And unfortunately, uh, the people in Albany are so inclined to vote party line that people are complacent, and the politicians are. They say, "Who the hell cares?" We're gonna get we're gonna get anyway get in anyway, so that's really a terrible attitude. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure you've encountered the same thing I I just articulated. So um, you know, so many people run, they don't win, they lose, and then you never hear from them again. And I'm sure there's tons of stories. Uh, from the former candidates who could shed light on how to wage a campaign now, but it's not done. What gives you the incentive to keep on going? Well, um, 
to me, you know, a winning or losing is is part of it. But, you know, like you said, Democrats have been in power for over 100 years here in Albany. And, you know, look at how last year went. It's like there were 101 shootings and incidents in 2001 and, I mean, 2020. Right. And, like, it's just, yeah, it's the same old. So what keeps me going is the hope that someday – uh, some different ideas will break through and we'll start to actually look at solutions to things where, you know, we've got everybody cooped up in their houses and people are removed from their sense of power and businesses are shutting down. And, uh, you know, I think, I think when people are deprived of power, you're going to see things like rises in violent crime, you know, and I just, I think the the movement needs to be people being empowered at the local level and, you know, being employed or having services to help with employment. And, you know, the, it's just so I want to see different ideas, and I'm happy to continue to spreading different ideas. You know, I'm very inspired by uh, different thinkers from the past, uh, laws, really. He was like an 1850s statesman who, uh, you know, stood against slavery in, in France and just he, he was always kind of bucking the system, too, with wonderful ideas. So I, I, I think that's inspiring to me and it keeps keeps me going, just just trying to get a different message out than the one of the state can solve all your problems and that real change happens on the the local level, the small businesses, the people, the communities, like that's where change really happens. It happens in everyone's houses. It happens with parenting and it happens with, uh, you know, families that instill morality into their children, you know, instead of whatever's happening that you end up on the street shooting somebody or you're driving an ATV, like about to cause a car accident, like something, something needs to change with, with how we are, just being a society, basically, and it may not come from the state. Um, so you're running on a ticket with Alicia, Alicia Purdy. Um, mm-hmm. Are there are there town council candidates who are also running on the Republican line? Um, I believe there are, but I'm not super familiar with who they all are. I think uh, Robert Porter's one of them, but I know, I know there's some others. They got a they got a decent slate of people. They really had a, a kind of a surge in energy at least candidates, just to give folks a choice, you know. And so, if I want to interview these people, how can I do so? I would talk. I would talk to Randy Bashwinger. Um, he he tends to know who is running in different areas. So he's got like, you know, he's got the eagle's eye view of what's going on, I think. I can put you in touch with him. And he's the uh, Republican chairman of Albany County, right? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think that's still Rachel Bledy, but uh, he's involved on that level, yeah. Okay, so... When you decided to throw your hat in for Kevin Council President, what issues did you say, this is what I'm going to address because it's important, what issues 
do you feel are the most important in the city of Albany? Uh, well, safety is kind of number one, honestly. Uh, and and it's not it's not in a way where I'm just like, hey, point the finger at the police either. I think they're doing, you know, they're doing their best to try and apprehend folks who might be doing, you know, committing crimes and whatnot. Yeah, sure, they all have their problems, you know. Every every department has its problems, and that's not to be ignored at all. But like, um, but really, I think a lot of the burden of that is, uh, you know, people being released uh, that have committed violent acts. Like that that's kind of weird. Like the guy, the one kid that was shot, twelve year old. That was a, a person who had been released uh, on kind of weird circumstances. But but anyway, so safety. Uh, getting back to your question, uh, safety and just being in touch with the people, empowering people, uh, getting folks the resources so that we don't have to, uh, you know, have people homeless on the streets um, and actually trying to take care of some people in ways that provide them with resources to pick themselves up uh, and empowering people and, and making it easier for small businesses. Small businesses are having a hard time with all the COVID stuff, so. Uh, trying to find ways to support all that uh, instead of really working against it, although most of that happens more on the state level than on the city level, but still be a voice uh, here at the city level. Um, yeah, but those are a big three things for me, just being in touch with the community and hearing hearing them. So when did you decide to run for Common Council president? Oh, a little while ago, maybe three or four months ago. I, you know, I was uh, I was a little bit talked into it by some folks that are like, you know, you really ought to run for something. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And, I, you know, it, who knows even how much longer I'll be in Albany, but I want to try and get the message out and maybe make some change before I go. You know, I don't know. It's, just, it's, I, I, it's, it's where I'm at with things. Okay. Um you know, it, it's an it's an uphill battle. How do you change people's minds from, you know, hey, I'm not a Democrat, but I'm going to represent you. How do you change their minds to even consider voting for you? Uh, I think one person at a time, you know, and and talking to them and listening to them and and just actually hearing what their concerns are because I, I just don't feel like that really happens. So I feel like they've got an agenda and they are beholden to the party line and they have to do what Cuomo says and, you know, they don't, they aren't speaking out against him and all the stuff that he's done. And uh, they just have their obligations to, to kind of maintain that orthodoxy. So I think you win just by being a genuine person who wants to see better things happen and engage in conversations where you try to find solutions instead of looking to the Democrat answer or the Republican answer or the libertarian answer or the liberal answer. Like, you, it, you know, there's, there's times when every different party has the right answer. You know, it's not always, no party has a monopoly on all the right answers, basically. Right. You know, um, there seems to be a lot of people in the city of Albany who are basically unhappy with the way things are. 
they're unhappy, but yet they still vote the way they always have, and nothing changes. What do you say to that? Um, you know, you, you can't help everybody if you if you keep <laughs> if you keep making the same decisions and you keep getting the same results. Uh, you know, enjoy. But if you want to see change, you got to change something. So hopefully, some of those people eventually will take a chance on something else. You know, maybe think about maybe maybe a different approach is called for here. That's all. Now you know I I interviewed Alicia about a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. Are you working closely with her? She seems to um, be pretty dynamic. She is dynamic. I was really impressed. You know, I, I, I really wasn't aware of her until hearing her announce her candidacy, but I, I like her. I like her chutzpah, you know? Like, I just, I, I like her energy, and I think she's the right kind of person. Like, she does reach out, uh, you know, across everybody, any lines, and just talk to people on the streets, and I think that's really what's needed. I think, you know, she hand disappears off to Martha's Vineyard to go live somewhere sometimes, and, you know, the police chief isn't here all the time either. You know, it's just, it, there's a big disconnect, you know, and so I'm I'm happy to see her running. So, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, I did interview her last week, and she seems, like I said, she seems to be pretty dynamic. Do you think people will will, um, listen to what she says, says and probably... Uh, pulled the lever for her come November. People will have a a, a a mind shift so that they'll be open to other ideas. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I think she's an engaging personality, and she's been media, and uh, you know, she's she's capable of talking to folks and being on their level. So yeah, I, I think she'll be able to get quite a few people. I think she'll do maybe better than I did in my mayoral run. Um, just because she's got a, a good amount of connections and, and things like that. And it's just, she's, she knows a little more, she's a little more savvy than I was when I did it. I, I was kind of just flying from the seat of my pants trying to get it, get attention, but she, she kind of knows the, the ways to get her message out there very effectively. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully she does sway some people. I think, I think she'll do quite well. The first time you you ran, you ran for mayor, and you ran when Kathy Sheehan ran for the first time, right? Yep. Yep, Raywan Jennings announced he was not going to do it anymore, so, yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you this. You've run for mayor, and you've run for the state assembly, and all the times that you ran, it was before COVID. Has COVID changed the way you you do campaign? I mean, you're not, for instance, with the the signatures. You know, um, it, it it was difficult getting signatures. I'm sure. So, how has COVID changed the way you're going to wage this campaign? Oh, I've got you. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, 
yeah, a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes, but yeah, it is actually required that we get a certain amount of signatures uh, to get on the ballot. So uh, there's still no real other way to do that than doing it in person. But I'm I do that in person, of course. You know, masks because you know we need to have precautions and whatnot. But uh, I still do believe in getting out there and having a personal connection with folks just safely. Um, it, and it has changed it. Uh, I'm definitely not as aggressive on the door-to-door -door campaign. I probably knocked on 10,000 plus doors uh, in each of those assembly runs uh, easily. And, you know, I'm not doing as much of that as I was. So, I'm, you know, social media is a way, but I still want to get out and, and talk to people. So I will be getting out a little on the streets and, you know, meeting, meeting different folks from Albany, seeing what their concerns are. Uh, you know, and, and trying to do the best to synthesize uh, their wants and, and try and be a representative for them. Do you think that COVID is going to change the way people do politics, you know, for the very foreseeable future? Do you ever think it'll get back to the way it was before? Uh Gosh, yeah, I guess there, I don't think there's any going back to the way it was before. Uh, and and to me, that's slightly terrifying <laughs> because I, I feel like politicians, while COVID is absolutely real, and I know people who, you know, in, you know, hurt, killed, lifelong conditions, whatever else, you know, but it, the politicians, that doesn't mean the politicians won't use this to gain more power and kind of, you know, now we've got the Empire Pass coming out and uh, now it might be like a way to filter who goes into businesses and who can do what, whatnot and participate in society. And it's, it's kind of scary to see the ways that government could use those kinds of things and leverage its power to almost create like a caste-like system of, you know, people who can and cannot participate in the social aspects of society. Uh, that's a lot of leverage to give the state. And that does kind of, it scares me the direction that it's been heading. Uh, I'm all about people being healthy and having the choice to control their own bodies and, um, you know, and, and either avoiding risk as much as they can or being able to participate to the degree that they feel safe. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any going back. I think we have hit a pivotal moment where it's going to change the way social aspects of society occur. And uh, I'm not sure how that's going to go down, but, but I don't think there's going back. And I think we'll have to navigate that in the future and, and figure out how we're going to balance uh, individual bodily autonomy and, the interests of keeping people safe. Now, you're, you're not going to run in the primary. You're this, are you the sole candidate on the Republican line for Camel Council president? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's any challengers or anything like that. Okay, so the um, incumbent is Coriolis. Have you reached out to him to do any debates on issues in the city of Albany? Uh, no, I haven't reached out to him. Uh, you know, I generally respect his work. I, he's, he's, a, he's a good person. Um, but, yeah, I, 
No, I haven't. I've been it, this campaign has been kind of uh you know, I I'm going to get out and hit the streets some, but if there's debates to be had, I'd certainly show up and be happy to to express my point of view and try and reflect some of the things I've heard from folks on the street. Okay. So, if I contacted him to do a debate with you, would you accept? Yeah, I'd, I'd accept. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I think you know. I think that's something that that's pretty important. So. Oh yeah. Whether see that's that's another reason I, I respect what you do. It's like, where is the media with getting together debates and stuff? Like you're you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like on Albany because it, it actually like wants to hear perspectives. So, good on you. Thank you. You know, it, it's difficult keeping up with everything that's going on and, and then try to figure out shows that I want to do, but at the same time, it's rewarding and it's fun, and I I enjoy talking to, to people. So um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, your background in, in politics up to right now. My background in politics, though? Because you ran for different offices, and you had a reason for running for those offices. And now that, you know, this came up, you know, talk a little bit about your your political evolution. Okay, yeah. Well, it really starts with, gosh, growing up, uh, you know, growing up born in the 80s and around 2001 and seeing 9-11 happen and just the effect that that had on the way the state used that to start wars and uh, that really kind of emboldened me to advocate for liberty and for non-policies of non-aggression by in foreign countries the, you know, there's being blowback and whatnot and all the different repercussions and the politicians just seem to totally disregard that element of, of our foreign policy. So I, I started off with like a national focus and I started a band called uh, First Cultural Relativity and then we changed our name to the Ameros and uh, started doing like political rock music and I thought I was going to change the world uh, via song <laughs> for about a decade and then uh, you know, we got some fans and followers and people that it was resonating with, but ultimately, you know, a song doesn't change any laws. So so I was like, you know what, these people who write the laws are really, you know, kind of harming society. So I wanted to, you know, try to put a different perspective into the lawmaking process. Uh, and so then I ran for mayor just kind of on a whim because a friend was like, yeah, who's going to run amongst our friends? You know, Jesse, you should run, you know, because I've always seemed kind of like the candidate type and they're not, and they're not wrong. Uh, so I ran mm-hmm. for mayor and, and I learned a lot and I grew a lot and I talked to a lot of people and I realized that my perspective was kind of, it was good perspective, but it's still narrow, you know, and there was a lot to learn about what people think and, and about politics and how the game is played and everything. So, I don't know. I I started to learn more about just everything that was going on. And uh, and then the state assembly runs because the New York State Act was happening and different things on the state level were of concern to me. So 
yeah, so I started running for state office in the assembly region. And, yeah, and then now here I am today. I'm a little I – mean, I consider myself fairly jaded towards politicians at this point. Uh, but I'm but I'm always happy to advance, uh, you know, perspectives of, of liberty and, and uh, bodily autonomy and, and empowering people. Not a, not every solution is a government solution. Sometimes it comes from empowering the grassroots, and that's really what I'm all about. So that's where I am. And uh, yeah, thanks for asking. Now, when you see people who who complain but r- really don't participate, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, complaining is its, its own thing. It's uh, it doesn't really get a lot of progress. So, you know, I, I don't feel great about it. To, I'm, you know, I, if somebody is upset about something, I want to hear it. Uh, but, but action is the only thing that, that changes anything. So I want to, if you're complaining, I want to hear what we should do. You know, what, what actions can we take so that this problem can get solved? And, and that's really how I feel about it. Now, as you go around uh, campaigning and letting everybody know that you're running for common council president, are people um, excited about it? Are they thinking, who cares? I mean, really, do you think a majority of people who look at politics in Albany and see what's going on and you, and if you decide to run, do you think a number of people say, "Who cares?" I mean, yeah, it's it's twenty twenty one post COVID. I think people are just about politicianed out. <laughs> There's plenty of people who are going to say, "Who cares?" But that's fine. I I hope that I cite some of them, though. I I feel like I do. Uh, you know, uh, if people even know I'm running, who knows? Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but hopefully they will now. Mm-hmm. Now that I've been on this show, uh, now they'll know, and they can get excited. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's plenty of folks who, who are apathetic now, and I, I don't blame them, honestly. They haven't seen much results for 100 years. They're probably half asleep politically, just not with no investment, no skin in the game. So uh, we have about a minute left, Jesse. If anybody wants to get involved in your campaign, donate money, becoming a volunteer, how could they do so? Oh, you know, just uh, basically reach out to me on Facebook or uh, they could email me at teamcalhoun14 at gmail.com. It's the old email address, but still still useful. So, now, do you team have a website? Uh, no, I don't yeah. have a website, but they can certainly, uh, you know, Alicia does. So, you know, just check into hers and can jump on that. Okay, great. Jesse, I'm, I'm sure that we will be talking again as the campaign uh, evolves. So you've been listening to Jesse Calhoun, who's running for County Council President. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse, for being on Focus on Albany.
And thank you, everybody, yeah. for listening. Yeah. Hey, have a great day. Bye.